Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Andrew Graham from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Devin. The uh, death toll from this week's earthquake in Turkey and Syria continues to rise. That's right. The death toll from Monday's catastrophic earthquake that hit southeastern Turkey and Syria rose to more than 16,000 this morning as more bodies were pulled from the rubble of collapsed homes and buildings in the stricken zone. Nearly 13,000 of the bodies recovered have been in Turkey. It's been over 72 hours since the first magnitude 7.8 trembler hit the region and hopes are starting to fade of finding many more people alive. Locally, a Londoner with family in Turkey is asking community members to support those affected by the earthquake. Ben U. Jacklin is one of the organizers of a local donation drive collecting items for people recovering from the earthquake. Donations can be dropped off at Empire Auto locations on Dundas Street and Springbank Drive until this evening. The Maison Instable restaurant on Richmond Street is also accepting donations until tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Here in uh, this city, a mild and rainy day is in store for us. That's right. The Upper Thames River Conservation Authority is warning Londoners to stay away from all watercourses and off frozen bodies of water. The warning comes as the region weathers a rainy and unseasonably mild day. A special weather statement from Environment Canada remains in place with 25 millimeters of rain expected to fall today. Today's high will be 10 degrees. The average high for this time of year is minus 2 degrees. It will also be very windy today with gusts between 70 and 90 kilometers an hour. High winds may toss loose objects or cause tree branches to break. Conservation Authority issues once again recommend staying away from all rivers, streams, and other water as the ground will be slippery and the water will be very cold. Let's shift our focus over to Quebec because Canadians are still trying to make sense of this story where a transit driver is accused of deliberately driving a bus into the front of a children's daycare center. Yes, a very tragic story. Quebec Premier Francois Legault is to visit a Montreal suburb today where the transit driver crashed a bus into a daycare, killing two children and injuring six others. Legault says he will be joined by the leaders of Quebec's opposition parties to offer support to the families and daycare workers affected by yesterday's tragedy. Witnesses say the suspect was acting delirious after exiting the bus, tearing off his clothes and screaming as several people restrained him on the ground before police arrived. A 51-year-old man was arrested at the scene and charged with two counts of first-degree murder, as well as seven other charges, including attempted murder and aggravated assault. Health officials said yesterday they did not fear for the lives of the six injured children who were hospitalized. The bus crash sparked a wave of support from across the country, with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau saying that all Canadians are grieving and promising the government will do whatever we can to support the families. Healthcare funding will be on the agenda when Ontario meets with the federal government today. A hot topic for sure. There are signs of momentum toward finalizing new health care funding deals with the provinces with plans for the first one-on-one negotiation 
set for today with the Ontario government. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau laid out the long-awaited health care funding proposal on Tuesday to all 13 premiers during a first minister's meeting. The offer amounts to $196 billion in health care transfers to the provinces and territories over the next 10 years. There is also $25 billion for one-on-one agreements with each province to address specific areas, including family medicine, health worker shortages and surgical backlogs, mental health, as well as health data collection. Premier Doug Ford and his health minister are set to meet with Federal Health Minister Jean-Yves Duclos and Intergovernmental Affairs Minister Dominique Leblanc today in Toronto to discuss the details of proposed new money. Speaking of the province, the legislature could be getting a facelift. A very expensive facelift. A major renovation could be in the works to upgrade Ontario's 130-year-old legislature, which has lead pipes, asbestos in the walls, old cables and wires, an inefficient heating system, and fire safety systems in need of upgrading. The problems have members and officials of the legislature eyeing a full decommissioning of the building for large-scale renovations and moving the business of governing elsewhere for about eight years. Members of a legislative committee are to travel to Ottawa today to hear lessons learned or best practices related to a similar project already underway in Parliament's centre block. Legislative Affairs Minister Paul Calandra says a study is underway to determine exactly what repair work is needed and says that it will not cost less than a billion dollars. And Indigo is the latest company to be the victim of a cybersecurity hack. That's right. Canada's largest bookstore chain says its website is unavailable following a cybersecurity incident. In a statement posted to Twitter, Indigo said it is working with third-party experts to investigate and resolve the situation. Indigo initially said yesterday afternoon that it was experiencing, quote, technical issues and that its website was unavailable. It is unclear if any personal information was compromised during the incident. Let's check out what happened on this day in history in 1855. This is a weird one. People in snow-covered Cornwall, England, discovered a strange trail of single-track cloven hooves that ran for 160 kilometers over roofs, through walls, and under bushes. In 1883, Ontario's first free public library opened in Guelph. In 1893, what has been described as the world's first striptease took place at the Moulin Rouge. An artist model named Mona gradually disrobed as part of an impromptu beauty competition with another woman. Her subsequent arrest and 100 franc fine sparked a riot in the French capital. In 1909, in Brandenburg, Germany, a military band played God Save the King 17 times while waiting for King Edward VII to emerge from a train. The portly king had difficulty fitting into a German field marshal's uniform. In 1941, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill appealed for American aid in one of his most dramatic speeches during the Second World War. The speech contained the now famous phrase, give us the tools and we will finish the job. He also promised we shall not fail or falter, we shall not weaken or tire. On this day in 1966, the NHL announced it would double to 12 teams for the 1967-68 season. The six new teams were the California Seals, the LA Kings, Minnesota North Stars, Philadelphia Flyers, Pittsburgh Penguins, 
and St. Louis Blues. In 1970, the first traffic lights in the Northwest Territories were switched on in the Yellowknife, replacing four-way stop signs at the city's main intersection. In 1993, the Dutch Parliament vowed to allow mercy killing under strict guidelines. In 1997, The Simpsons became the longest-running primetime animated series, beating the record previously held by The Flintstones. In 2010, Toyota announced a recall of 400,000 Prius and other hybrid cars worldwide to fix problems with the brakes, bringing the number of vehicles recalled globally by the automaker to 8.5 million. On this day in 2018, the Winter Olympics officially kicked off in Pyeongchang, South Korea. Canada finished third overall with a national record, 29 medals. And on this day in 2022, the first data from the latest census showed Canada's population hit 36.9 million in the previous year, growing by 5.2% between 2016 and 2021. The five-year growth rate was double that of any other G7 country. Happy birthday to listener Lana, who turns 31. You share a birthday with Carol King, who turns 81. Joe Pesci is 80. Judith Light turns 74. Charlie Day is 47. Tom Hiddleston is 42. And Michael B. Jordan turns 36.